the frail light from Emma's candle illuminated a patch of smooth wall. She was certain she could make out faint markings on the wall, like writing scratched onto the surface. She held the candle close to it. It was writing. And then Emma sucked in her breath in amazement, for the first word she read was Elizabeth. Next was a word carved in giant capital letters, Adam. Under the name was a small heart with an arrow piercing it, and inside the heart were the simple initials A-E. A coldness settled over her as she remembered the locket she had found in her mother's wooden box. Not me mum and him. Edwin's eyes lighted on his father's name at once. This is very intriguing. Who do you think Elizabeth was, or is? Emma was silent. I found something else. Edwin was holding a flat oval pebble. Do you see, Emma? The pebble has been painted on. It's a miniature in oils of a woman. I think it's Aunt Olivia. Emma said nothing, but thought grimly, No, it's not. It's me mum. Edwin put the stone in his pocket. I think I shall keep this, he said. Let's get out of here, Emma pleaded. It's warmer in the sun. Without waiting for him to reply, she ran along the tunnel until she was out in the fresh air. Emma's fertile brain was racing. How could her sweet and gentle mother have been friendly with Adam Fairley, that terrible man? But there was the stone Edwin had found. Still, that might really be a painting of Olivia Wainwright, just as Edwin believed. She then thought of the locket. Yet even that didn't mean anything significant. Lots of people had names beginning with an A. In no time at all, she felt more cheerful. Edwin had emerged to join her. Do you feel better now? As he spoke, there was a loud blast of thunder. It appeared to crack the sky wide open, releasing searing blades of brilliant white lightning. The rain came down in lashing torrents, and Edwin and Emma were soon drenched to the skin. Edwin pushed Emma towards the opening of the cave. Into the cave, we'll be safe there and dry. Inside the cave, it didn't take them long to get a fire started. Then Edwin began to busy himself with the empty sacks. It'll be quite comfortable, Emma, he said. Perhaps in half an hour the storm might have passed. A long silence developed between them. Emma gazed into the fire, striving to control her shaking limbs, hoping Edwin would not notice how cold she was. Edwin stole a surreptitious look at her. As he gazed at her with yearning, he felt a thrill rushing through him. He was shaken by the intensity of his emotions. It was Emma who broke the silence. Edwin, I'm ever so cold. Shall I come over there and help you to keep warm? To his surprise, she whispered, Yes, please. He scrambled over to her. He wrapped his arms around her and began to rub her arms and shoulders, which were icy. You're so beautiful, Emma. Please let me kiss you. He pressed his mouth to hers before she could refuse him. I love you, Emma. Oh, how I love you. Don't you love me? Yes, Edwin. Oh, yes. Emma began to relax, enjoying his warm and affectionate caresses. Slowly and with great tenderness and delicacy, Edwin began to make love to Emma, and eventually she to him. 
Edwin strode swiftly down the path with a nonchalant and carefree air. He and Emma had arranged to meet in the rose garden. His face lit up when he saw Emma, and he increased his pace. Then he was standing over her, smiling widely. He seized her in his arms and kissed her passionately. Emma looked at him, her eyes serious as they searched his face. Edwin smiled lovingly. You look very pensive all of a sudden. Edwin? Emma hesitated and swallowed. The words she knew must be said were lodged in her throat. Edwin, I'm going to have a baby. Oh, my God. My father will kill me. If yours doesn't, mine will. Look, Emma, I've heard there are doctors who take care of such matters for a goodly sum. Perhaps we can find one. I I could sell my watch. Emma was flabbergasted. Go to some quack.